1: Guys, there's only one place you can get a true Colorado Mountain Pie. It's your favorite locally owned, legendary, mm. unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. Bojo's. The Colorado Mountain Pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through, which I agree, as not a native, Bojo's is incredible.
2: I also agree as a native. There you go. <laughs> All bases covered.
1: And, mmm. Bojo's is the only answer. <laughs> Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. I can am um, lactose free. I can't have dairy. And I had a delicious pizza when we went for our holiday party. And then everyone else had even better pizzas. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: That had lactose in that them. That
1: had cheese on them, right. yes. You did have
3: the saddest pizza I've ever seen in my you life. You know?
0: <laughs> um, it's what I gotta <laughs> do or else I pizza? die.
1: <laughs> At a certain
4: threshold Bread it's no poppings. longer pizza, <laughs> yeah. Well an open face sandwich. Got <laughs>
1: <on>. Bojo's accommodates <laughs> for Allie. everyone. So thankful for that. They also have Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorites breck brew and your favorite sports teams playing in the background nothing is more important to bojos than their community which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes host your next fundraising event at one of their five front range locations check out their website today at bojos.com that's bojos.com and tell them who sent you
2: Nobody out. Three and two on Charlie. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop
4: with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dog two hands. Nikola Jokic. me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good look. You will see
5: it
2: from one. home Trevor Story. Touchdown.
1: The Denver sports podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery and it's just that time of day that every single one of us has a delicious Breck brew in front of us. We've got strawberry sky and Colorado core. <laughs>
2: Getting close
1: well,
4: <laughs> what? I said it sounded empty Oh, <laughs> You're going to need to go get Ma- another one Yeah, I might <laughs> Pick me one up on the way Yeah. <laughs> As you can
1: hear I've got Rudo here Zach Stevens Adam Martes, Drew Kreisman, Andre Simone On the board and Kale on the live And Guy Our intern guy is Super just hanging out
3: audience. <laughs> audience, live audience <laughs> Ryan's is outside Didn't want to be a part of our live
1: <laughs> audience today um, But it's a new year and let's start off talking about positive things. And the most positive thing that happened last night is the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. The Nuggets beat the Atlanta Hawks 123-115 and Nikola Jokic scored 47 points.
3: Wow, Ali, yeah, that was that's exactly what happened. A 47. Dominant 47 points um, of oh,
1: I wanted the 50 so badly. I did
3: too. It was a, it did leave a little just a, that that little bit of unsatisfaction.
1: It's just like the Jamal Murray. Yeah. It's oh. yeah. Jamal Murray against the Celtics. You were like, come on.
5: I
3: know. Round and
2: numbers are so nice. Can I interject with my favorite one of these of all time before you get into your thing? Let's just do because it. it's also a Nugget, and it kills me. It's my favorite little stat. It's just so random. Carmelo Anthony, I don't Surprise even remember what year. that you're bringing year. up
1: Carmelo Anthony? I know. Probably of course. not.
2: No one was surprised that name just came out of my mouth. Um, but he tied the Denver Nuggets record at one point. Uh, I think it was seven games in a row he scored 30 points or more. And then... On the eighth game, he scored 29 points, and he actually had two free throws at the end of the game. Missed them both? Missed them both. (laughs) And then next seven games, he scored 30 points. So he could have doubled the record. Instead, he tied it twice. Do
3: you think he remembers this?
2: I'm certain he remembers. <laughs> <that>. I'm <laughs> certain he remembers that. Okay,
1: you had an evil laugh there.
2: <laughs> no, it's just a regular laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it no, you were like, "Oh, he missed both." Ha like, ha.
3: <laughs> we don't yeah. make fun of people's laughs on the show. Oh.
5: Hey. Right. Am I right? Okay. right. I apologize.
3: <laughs> um,
2: but Jokic. So at the end of the game last night. Do you think he cares that he, no. he not at all? He, right? There's a
3: decent chance he had no idea <laughs> no how idea. many points he had. But um, Vince Carter at the end was really getting frustrated with Jokic. If, actually, the whole game he was. And at the end, Jokic, he's flopped. As, Vince Carter, they're up like 10 points. For some reason, Vince Carter's trying to steal the ball out of his hand, which is kind of like a dumb thing. It's like the game's over. We're just holding the ball. So Jokic flops out of bounds and gets the call, just kind of like <laughs> to piss him off. Oh, Vince Carter was so mad. Well, long story short, I kind of wanted Jokic to take that last three at the very end, just kind of as a, like yeah. a little one last like "f you." Yeah, and then go get to fifty. It would have been hilarious. Would you have minded it? Uh, it would have been bad form, <laughs> but given the circumstance that he was being provoked, I, I I would have approved. How did you
1: feel about the Jamal Murray one against the Celtics, where people were pissed? I
3: think people were pissed. I think people. The players I think had a right like the Boston Celtics had a right to be upset about that. When fans get so upset about it, I'm always like, "What? Who hurt you guys? Come <laughs> on, man. It's sports. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's was a, a misdemeanor offense. It's a it's a traffic t- violation. But why you, are
0: you why are you even worried or bothered if the other team is bothered by it? Because isn't it isn't it shouldn't you be able to stop him if you don't want
3: him there? 100%. There is the weird thing that happens in the NBA where if there's like 30 seconds left and you're up by an insurmountable amount, Guys will take the turnover rather than shoot the ball because it's unsportsman. And I'm always like, why? The game's (laughs) still going. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we quit the last – why not quit the last five possessions? You're up by 20. So I do think there's a little bit of this weird – I hate unwritten
2: rules. Totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, oh. it's like baseball Hey. just unwritten rules. Well, it's ninety percent unwritten rules and people getting mad at other people for having fun. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Do you remember the time that George Carl drew up a three point play for Marcus Camby to complete a triple double? No. That's one of my favorites. Like really? that you would never like you would never have done this for like a J.R. Smith or yeah. somebody else or whatever, but Camby had ten blocks already in the game yeah. and ten rebounds and seven points. Yeah and the final possession was mostly a meaningless one. He drew up a three-pointer for the, the, the longest jump shot in the history of the NBA to unfold. Uh, it was a th- and he made it. Did he? Yeah. So I guess he gets yeah. it? Wow. Yeah. Completed it. 10-10-10, baby. Ricky uh, who
3: was it? Ricky Ricky Davis one time was one rebound shy of a triple double, oh, and the is. last yeah. play of the game, he yeah. threw it off the opposing yes. backboard and then grabbed it for yeah. a rebound. Oh my and god! Like, Man, this should not count.
1: <laughs> That's incredible. That's yeah, it's That's really
3: sad. sad. <laughs> sad. It's really
2: sad. Somewhere, Wilt Chamberlain is like, "Bro, <laughs> I never got to finish the game. I scored a hundred points in. You're throwing yourself a rebound. Come on, dude."
1: <laughs> well, the Nuggets are rude. Oh, i was just gonna say
4: how much of that like stat tracking culture has infiltrated NBA players because you, you'll you see people like Triple-Double Man who, on those possessions where they just take the turnover, he tosses it to a teammate because he doesn't want that on the stat sheet. Right. There's a, there's a fair amount of that from
3: some high-profile athletes. Russell Westbrook has averaged a triple-double for three seasons in a row, which is very impressive, but... <laughs> He also grabs almost every free throw rebound. Like, the right. team has just agreed to box out for him to grab it, which is, is kind of funny. So there's a little bit of that. But, you know, here's the thing you learn about sports. Nobody ever remembers those things long term. All they remember is Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double. Right. Exactly. Nobody would have, rem- you know, uh, 10 years from now, people wouldn't be like, remember Jamal Murray got that 50-pointer, but he shot at the end. No, they'd have been like, yeah, he had a 50-point game his yeah. third season. Right. That's all you remember. So right. worth it, I guess.
1: So, the Nuggets offense has been doing really well. The Nuggets have won 11 of their last 14 games, but their defense has kind of come down a bit.
3: Um if by down a bit you mean the worst in the NBA <laughs> over the last 10 games, uh, that Well,
1: really last time I checked they were like fourth.
3: Well, last worst. 10 games in this last game they gave up quite a few points a, a, as well. Um so a couple things happened here and this exact same thing that happened last year. One, I don't think Denver's an effortless defensive team. They, When you play really hard they're, and they're on a string, they can be very good. But they're not the type like that you just throw out and they're great defenders and a bad game is still really positive defensively. Um, so they have to try really hard, and I think they did for the first six weeks. And now it's the middle of the season. It's mm-hmm. like we got to work on other aspects of it. But the bigger point is Paul Millsap got hurt. Gary Harris got hurt. The team has two very good defenders. Both of them went down. And... As happened, it was exactly the case last year when Paul Millsap is not in the lineup. The team's not very good defensively. So I'm not necessarily concerned about it. Okay. It's a long season. Denver was bad offensively, great defensively. Now they're great offensively, bad defensively. They're winning. They've won both ways.
1: When do you think it's all gonna click together?
3: <laughs> April <laughs> April twelfth or whatever. I mean, this <laughs> is oh, lovely. this is what happened last year. Is Denver sort of and and I know people will get That's f- when you want it though. Uh, it, yeah. It's people, true. People will always get frustrated by this, and myself included, because you watch a guy, especially a guy like Jokic, and you go like, Why won't you score forty seven every night or whatever? It's eighty two games. Tiring. There's a lot of different things you have to do, and exactly, there's <laughs> it's a marathon. You don't sprint every single mile of it. You got to pace and. I, I would love for Denver just to. Die. Everybody wants the Warriors of 2015, where every game's a 20-point blowout and mm-hmm. you're just celebrating the whole time. But that rarely happens in any sport.
0: So what will that combination be once the playoffs come? I mean, they're sure. going to be great at both, or what? What? What's their formula? And
4: they regress to the mean and they're just 15s in both? What?
0: No, no, no. So it happened last
3: year this way, where they swung back to be. I think. Top 10, or I think they might have been 11th in defense, like 5th in offense. And I think it'll be something similar, but here's what's interesting. This might surprise some people. I think Denver has a better chance of being a very good defensive team, like the 7th best defensive team, than they will be the best offensive team. And one of the reasons for this, I've, this is actually the storyline to me uh, of this season outside of Michael Porter Jr., but um, the storyline is this Nuggets team has gotten too good to rely on each other. You, they need to rely on each other, but in the past it was the only way they could win. Like, I'm weak at this, you're weak at that, but if we come together, our, our our skills blend. Jamal Murray's gotten better, Gary Harris has gotten better, Will Barton, all these guys have gotten good enough to where it's like, oh, I don't need you this time, and you do that, you know, thirty, forty percent more, and all of a sudden you just don't have that chemistry and cohesiveness. And so, what's interesting for me is if denver does sort of come together the way that they have for the last few seasons i think their ceiling is really really high offensively but it gets harder to do every single year that sounds dangerous it is dangerous is is that on (laughs) is that on michael malone or who who's that on no i I think well a little bit of course uh of fostering and and emphasizing certain things um i think michael malone is an part of what makes him a good playoff coach is he's so detail oriented and i think part of Part of being a detail-oriented person is you're always worried about the execution of this play or whatever. Sometimes you have to emphasize, how do I get these guys to trust each other? It's an abstract thought, right? It's not a very specific, I get into the film. And I think for this Nuggets team, what they need as much as anything. They've had five years of Malone preaching these details. I think they know the details. Whether they choose to, to adhere to them, but also more importantly, just... Whether they get on the same rhythm, uh, Phil Jackson had a hilarious thing he used to do with the Bulls, where he would like have a bring. I mean, he was he was a bit of a hippie for the nineties. He would bring a guy in to bang a drum before games, and the players would all try to breathe at the beat of the drum so that they could all wow. get on the same breathing. Scene. Now this is ridiculous, but, <laughs> but
2: absolutely uh, not. It. <laughs> what are <I'm> you talking about?
3: <laughs> but, but it, the point the, the spiritual point is being made of like m- the most important thing for us is that we're all sort of connected and
0: you know i hope denver gets there you hope they bring a guy with the drumming hey man i'm all, <laughs> I'm all for that
2: <laughs> phil jackson will laugh his way to his 58 championship rings or whatever he's around. Yeah, right. know. <laughs> it's hard to know if
3: it was the drumming or the michael jordan i'm not sure which, which <laughs> part was the more important
2: of that bulls I mean, dynasty uh, no michael in la i'm just saying <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Phil cool. jackson's a pretty good coach. He is a very good coach. Pretty good coach.
3: Not because of the drumming though. I just want to be clear. <laughs> that, that was maybe the tiniest little bit of his his coaching genius. If
2: everybody else knew why Phil Jackson was such a great coach, maybe they'd be a little bit better. I'm just saying. I I I always bought into all of Phil Jackson's mumbo jumbo. At 100% of the the yoga when he corrected the reporter that you don't smoke peyote, I, I really appreciated his entire life perspective. And I, 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 Well, I actually am a big believer in team chemistry. And, I mean, it's kind of what you were just saying. I mean, fundamentally, even though maybe the example you don't agree with, whatever it takes for any individual group of players, what's going to speak to that group? If it worked for that group, sure. then, yeah, bang on a drum or – uh, you know, some guys bond over video games or some guys are going to bond. But y- you got to figure out what makes, uh, you know, watching a lot of sports movies lately. And so I'm just <laughs> in that movie, so the coach has to come in and figure out how to get the guys, because the most important thing is that they trust each other. And that's really important in professional sports.
3: I, I'm with you, and I think with Phil, it was true as well. It's just too bad he didn't have a star in New York. Otherwise, he could have had a, a third. Yeah, a third <laughs> it's brutal. just
2: brutal.
1: <laughs> with the trust aspect, let's bring in the trade deadline. <laughs> and this team does – they have their ups and downs, but they do have a lot of great chemistry, and that was something during the offseason we talked about, Jeremy Grant um, adding – like doing well in that rotation of guys with just the way he is – Are the Nuggets going to make a move during the trade deadline?
3: Yeah, I think so, but I don't think it'll be as much about adding a piece as it is about consolidating. They have a player in Malik Beasley who's very good. He's coveted by a lot of teams, but Denver can't afford him. He'll be a restricted free agent this offseason, and he's just too good. Um, So I think Denver will look to move him. Juanjo and and Gomez kind of in the same boat, although not as coveted. They're teams that I think will really use him but he doesn't have that much value so I look for Denver to move those pieces maybe collect an asset maybe maybe there's a piece out there that they feel like they're missing a defensive wing or something like that but this is you know what I do scour the the teams who's available this that I just don't see anybody that really makes a difference for the Nuggets so um so I do expect them to move some pieces out but I I really don't know what they would bring in that would make a difference but
0: Let's say they move Malik Beasley. How much does that hurt them this year?
3: Well, part of it is they've set themselves up for it not to hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he could be in the rotation. He could be a a good player, um, but he's not. They tried to reach an agreement on an extension this summer. They didn't, and I think the the organization sort of saw the writing on the wall and was, do we need to start building this guy into the fabric of our team, into the rotation? Probably not, so he hasn't played that much. I I do think they could use his shooting. One of the things about Denver – They're not a very good three-point shooting team, and this is a three-point era. Um, Malik Beasley, the most reliable three-point shooter on the team, and he's not playing. So they probably could have used him, but they haven't this year.
1: Speaking of shooting, Michael Porter Jr., had another great game last week. We talked about him winning the week because of his uh, starting debut. After that, he still had a great game. Was it 34 points?
3: No, wow. Well, that would have been nice. No, it was 25. 25, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you make it sound like it wasn't impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was all <laughs> impressive. <awesome. laughs> it was impressive. all right. it was so impressive. Awesome. 20, okay. He was 11 for
1: 12. Yes, that was what was crazy. I couldn't get over those sets. He was two of three shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did the math quick there. Good job <laughs> with Thank the math. Thank you but he absolutely dominated coming off the bench in only 23 minutes of play that's crazy
3: it is crazy it was a it was one of those games we'll remember i mean when you go back in a season there's 82 games you remember some of them some of them fade that's one you'll remember it was um th- with him the the shine really pops. I mean, the things that are good about him and his game are just – they're so loud, and you can't miss them. I mean, it's not – I have to explain to you, like, here's what makes this great cut or whatever. No, it's – he's dunking on guys. He's shooting these long threes. He's, he's just so tall and athletic and, and, and skilled and talented. So that was very much a coming-out party for him. And it was, I think, a line of demarcation because – there's, there's like, before that game and after that game. Mm-hmm. Before it, he was fighting for minutes. If you play well, you get a few more. Now I think his baseline is, like, 13, 14 minutes, and it probably will just continue to increase a, as it goes on.
1: How What is your opinion on the way Michael Malone has been handling MPJ's minutes? Because during that Rockets loss, MPJ barely played next game. He had 25 points in 23 minutes. And then the next game, he barely played how do you think he's been managing that?
3: I think he's done a really good job and I think this is the single thing Michael Malone is probably best at as a coach is sort of managing egos. It, and and he's just so tough, you know. He's such a tough guy that I think if you're soft with that, a guy like MPJ who has been entitled and has been a star since he was t- 10 years old maybe starts to kick back a little. But Denver has built this culture of meritocracy and this this all the players from Jokic came off the bench for a year and a half Jamal Murray came off the bench for a year. Uh, Gary Harris came off the bench for a year. All of these guys paid their dues and had to, like, earn it. And by the time they got into the starting lineup or started getting minutes, there was no questioning whether or not they should be there. It's like, oh, no, this guy Mm -hmm. should have been here four months ago, and he earned it. I think the same thing is what Michael Malone envisions for Michael Porter Jr., that if you just start giving this guy minutes off the, right off the bat, Torrey Craig, who started in the playoffs last year, isn't playing, and he's going, this dude didn't do anything. I helped you win a playoff series. Instead, that hasn't happened. He's had to grind. He's had to play four minutes here or there, get benched for bad defensive rotations. And when he gets in, I think people are genuinely happy for him. So I think it's been a great uh, approach, and I think we're starting to see it pay off.
1: So do you think we will start seeing MPJ play more minutes?
3: Oh, already. It's already the case, and Malone has sort of alluded to this, maybe not as directly as it was first reported, yeah. but um, he, he, there's no question about it that he has – and some of this is Malone's genius. Talking about, like, the Phil Jackson sort of, like, mind trick. There is certainly the, like, he's not starting the first 10 games – or not playing the first 10 games. Then it was give him a few minutes here or there. And then after 30 games or so, it's like, you know, he's really impressed me with defense where I'm watching the film going – <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like you know malone went to the season and mapped it out like right. I'm, I'm not gonna do this i'm gonna Bet. slowly give him a little bit more and make him earn these things so i i think there's no question i would be shocked if he played fewer than 10 minutes I- in, a, in a typical game going forward and if he plays well he'll get 2025
1: 20, it's funny seeing the way uh different sports manage it, manage their rookies
4: because well, you can see, I think Kale that's McCarr. funny because it, I think it's very backwards. Usually, hockey is the one that's like, all right, you slowly work this guy in, you start him at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, Kale McCarr,
2: they drop in the middle of a playoff series. He plays twenty minutes a night, scores <laughs> a goal yeah. instantly right. in
4: his
1: first, his first game, game ever. So. Get
2: a load of this guy! Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of like what you were saying about MPJ, but I feel I feel like even more with Kale McCarr. It's like you look at him and you immediately go, "Wow!"
0: <laughs> <And so laughs> I don't have to explain why right. this is. Right.
2: Uh, when I took my family to our first live hockey game, even more than McKinnon and, and Rantanen, and you notice Kale McCarr on the ice is like, what? He's, he's
4: a special kid. I, I don't know any other way to put it. I mean, McKinnon was great when he came into the league, but it was the same thing. McKinnon, like most forwards do when they come in the league, they play on the third line. And if they're playing well, you know, they'll get some time in the top six or, or whatever as you go. And Kale McCarr was okay. He's here. Okay. He's the best defenseman already. He's played three <laughs> games. And, He's just going to play every single shift that he can, <laughs> so don't wait up. Just let him blow by everyone for you.
1: Which makes sense why fans could be frustrated with the way MPJ has his minutes because they're like, look at him when he comes out there and he has a night like that 25-point night. It's like, why? How? How is he not playing more?
3: There's one big difference between the NBA and every other league, and that is that these guys make such – I don't want to say ridiculous, but just they make so much money yeah. that it really does change it. We talk about this, Ryan, and, and I think we talked about it with you. The difference in the way football players, basketball players, baseball players interact, even just with the media, basketball players are paid $150, $170 million on their contract. Then they get a contract from Nike that's another $150, $170 million. And we're talking about Michael Porter Jr. is a player that put, I mean, it appears to be a guy that could be on the track to be both marketable and, and a, a max caliber mm-hmm. player. It's just a different mind frame. And Trevor I think
2: Story made $5 million last year.
3: Yeah, it's, it's wild, right? <laughs> Philip Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay made six hundred thousand. Philip Lindsay made 645000 But this is the only time in Michael Porter Jr.'s career where he is not going to make more than his coach. And so this is sort of the only time when that power dynamic is a little bit different. So if you if you give too much right away, and and it, it can really poison a player. I think LeBron James, part of what... Why he struggled so much in his first stint was he was given the keys right away. His friends were flying on the plane, like nobody could check him. And
0: the next thing you know, he grew up, but didn't quite grow in the right ways that they need to. And then he left. Does does Malone feel that pressure? Maybe coming from, from Jokic now, you know, who's making 150 million.
3: I don't think from Jokic because I think he's just such a, a different personality. He yeah. presents his own challenges, but I don't think he's a guy that's like I make more than you, coach. You can't tell me what to do. He's right. I just that he's not wired that way.
1: I also think his maturity level isn't there jokic yeah uh well in
3: a different way right he's, different way. He's, yes. i think he's mature about not pressing a player because i have more money than you or whatever yeah. but he's immature in other ways for sure um but yeah those those power dynamics are really inter- interesting in the NBA, and i, I do think that is a, a big part of it another big part of it and this is maybe we haven't talked about enough michael malone didn't have a contract extension until 10 11 12 games ago the front office wanted him to win improve on last year And play this guy that is a major liability on defense. And I I wonder, at least, if there was a little bit of a, you know when I'm going to play Michael Porter Jr., when you guys pay me my extension, because then I have job Mm. security. Mm. And it's maybe just a coincidence that right when he got the extension, Michael Porter Jr. started playing more.
1: I think you can also see that with Drew Locke and the way the Broncos yeah. handled it. There's so many weeks that the fans were just asking for Drew Locke to come out, and they kept saying he's not ready.
0: yep. yep. It, it, when, you, when you were talking about the MPJ situation and, and Malone saying that he's playing better defense, you're like, wait, what? It, it was kind of the plan <laughs> that was maybe created before the start of the season. <laughs> exact same thing with Drew Locke. I mean, the, the whole time, all we heard from John O and Vic Fangio was, there's a plan for Drew Locke. There's a plan for Drew Locke. And we're like, well, what is it? Can we get some details? God trusts the plan. Well, you know, tell us about the plan. It's just trust the plan. Mm. And it's, it's kind of like they at least didn't really seem like – and then, you know, Joe Flacco gets hurt, and it's like, okay, come on, the plan's got to include this, right? And like, <laughs> nope, nope, plan's <laughs> no plan, still going forward. Plan so, down so, yeah, count on it, the
2: 48-year-old quarterback. Right, hurt.
0: exactly. It's just funny how the plans maybe aren't exactly what makes sense.
2: Yeah. In the story of how this first year of Drew Locke has been handled, w- will it matter? Will people go back and say, man, they really did mess around way too much with that. They were being ridiculous. Or will it go the other way and them say, actually, just because he, be- he became a great player, they must have handled it perfectly. Yep,
0: that's how the Broncos are going to play it. In yeah. fact, Vic Fangio, maybe his biggest line at the end of season press conference was he was asked about the plan and he said it was perfect. Of
2: course he <laughs>
0: Perfect. Yeah. And he said, I want to be around and be involved with plans that work this well throughout the rest of my career. I mean, just wow. emphasize just- it like <laughs> crazy. And fans, they won't remember it. Maybe next year, if the Broncos go 12 and 4, and they're saying, "Oh, what if what if Drew Lock played?" Then, then, then they would have been a playoff team last year as well. But if Drew Locke really is the guy and brings them to the playoffs, you know, three out of every four years wins division. T- people aren't gonna remember the first year.
1: I feel like players were even saying that this year, though. They were yeah. like, "Man, maybe if Drew would have started earlier, we we would be a playoff team right yeah. now." Well, they yeah. lost
2: like five, six games by last. Second field goals. Yeah, what, what, how what was the number actually? Just, just three. Yep. Yeah, three of yeah, them on last-second field goals by and like then one, on
1: one or two and, points. I think it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: I,
4: th- I thought it was four by four? like two points or less. And yeah. had um,
0: terrible um, offense for the first eight
3: weeks. And terrible. But Drew's a little management. different. That he was hurt though. I mean, he couldn't have played for most of that, no?
0: Or he, he sounded like John Elway. That, that, that <laughs> was. So Big Fangio finished that, set, or finished that response, but John Elway started it. And just because he was asked, do you wish Drew would have played earlier? And John immediately said he was hurt. Well, All he was healthy plan. He was healthy week three. Week mm. four, he was throwing the football. So they didn't have to put him on IR, but the IR was perfect. Because uh. then once they put him on IR, they said, whoa, you know, when the Broncos are 0-4, no one's screaming for Drew Locke. Because he's on IR, he can't come back until week nine. So that that's exactly how, how, how they play it.
4: I mean, all I'm saying is the Evs have thrown more touchdowns than Flacco this year. <laughs>
0: that's true. <laughs> that that's true. true. I don't
4: maybe the Locke part of the plan worked. The other half of that plan playing Flacco, eh, not so much.
0: Well, probably the, the reason for that was at the very start John OE got it in his head that Joe Flacco was Brett Favre and Drew Locke was Aaron Rodgers. And Joe Flacco was certainly not Brett Favre. No, ever. <laughs> at, any, at, at any point, by the way. No,
2: no.
1: With the uh, more touchdowns than uh, Joe Flacco, we can transition. Oh, I just hit the mic. Sorry, everyone. Um, we can transition into the Avs, who last night didn't play a very exciting game, but they did uh, beat the New Jersey Devils on the road 5-2 and the St. Louis Blues 7-3. Last night, they fell to the New York Islanders in a very boring game.
4: Yeah. just Very slow. Bust out the the men in black mind eraser for that game. (laughs) (laughs) Forget it ever happened. I mean, that's... Barry Trotz, the coach of the New York Islanders, loves that mucky, grindy play style. The Avs, unfortunately, played right into the hands of it a little bit, but I think... If you look at the Blues game, where they won 7-3, that was the third time playing the Blues. The Blues play a very similar style. That is a system that... Okay, it works once, maybe it works twice, but you get footage of that and you say, okay, here's the holes in the defense, and then you go out and tear them up, basically. So a team like the Islanders who the Avs only play twice a year because they're in the East, they don't see them in the playoffs unless they're in the cup final, I don't put much stock in that game at all.
1: How big was that uh, St. Louis Blues win?
4: The St. Louis Blues game was was huge because the the Avs had to prove it, right? Mm -hmm. They lost to the Blues twice pretty handily with that system. And they had to say, "Look, we can beat this team if you give us a, a series of games. If you give us this team to look at and adapt to, we can come back and not only beat them but manhandle them." So, it's not the end all, be all by any means, but they said if we're playing this team in the playoffs, at very least, we're going to make it a series.
2: Well, anyone? So, <laughs> I watched the only. I, I watched most of the Blues game, but I watched all of the Devils game. <laughs> And I understand much easier in the NBA because when I was watching it the most was during the Greg Popovich years, how a team can impose their pace on another team. I felt like I could not understand what I was watching in that game, and I, I couldn't look away, but I was like, this is just not... Like any of the other hockey I've watched, what is happening? Why is this happening to me right now? Yeah. So what happened to me? So
4: the Isles play a very neutral zone heavy, almost a trap essentially at their own blue line. And the Avs breakout systems essentially run right into that because the Avs love to carry the puck. And they love to have possession when they gain the offensive zone and the Blues just do not allow that. If you try to carry the puck in over the offensive blue line, there's four Blues, Isles, whichever. They play the same style. There's four players standing at the blue line that are just going to blow you up and knock you off the puck. So you have to keep teams honest with those types of plays. You have to dump the puck in, have someone set up. It's like an arena football when they set up a, a motion play where they have the wide receiver sprint full bore, at the line of scrimmage, and then hike it just in time. Right. That, that's how you play dump-in hockey, is you flip the puck into the zone as someone is flying through the neutral zone, he blows by all the guys standing at the blue line, then you can get possession in the offensive zone, get set up, and that neutral zone trap completely breaks down. Now, it's still not going to work every time, but if you can do that, then they have to respect that. That gives you more room to skate with the puck, and it comes piece by piece by piece. <laughs> the Avs current breakout system is very simplified it regularly looks through for the stretch pass through the middle or skating it through the middle and that just does not work that well if that's your go-to play against that type of style
2: interesting so that's the kind of thing that in a series in the playoffs you could game plan for but as you were saying, since you only play them twice a year right now, you're not worried about it until right. you get there. And,
4: you know, in a perfect world, that's something you adapt at an intermission or something. But
2: Come on, coach. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> See, I learned a thing. Now I can be mad at the coach. That's how sports works.
4: You're, you're asking a lot <laughs> out of, out of a, a team to adapt that because especially with the way the abs practice, you know, that's something that you'll throw into a practice the day after something like that, not – you can't go into the locker room in the middle of a game and be like, all right, this play, you don't know how to run on the breakout, go do it. No. If you're Nathan McKinnon, maybe you can, but pretty much anyone else is, is going to struggle a little bit with that. So,
1: Speaking of the coach, Jared Bednar has done a lot of different um, combinations for his forwards, and some of them have really proven to work. Do you like the fact bringing uh, Miko down to the third and having Donskoy and... Uh Nathan together
4: well it certainly worked before the Isles game very very well Um, I think Miko's starting to get a lot of confidence back in his legs after coming off the injury which is a a big deal for him a big separator between you know his early his first season and the first half of his second season was he got a hat trick he, he, did, he scored a hat trick uh, against the Devils, which is nice. But when, when he's strong on his skates, when he knows that other players are not going to knock him over, he's a significantly better player because he can maintain possession of the puck for the abs. He can drive play on a third line. When he doesn't have that faith in his ankle and, you know, he just kind of oh, gets easily knocked off the puck because he doesn't want to fall awkwardly or something like that then it doesn't really work. So I think it's very encouraging for Miko specifically. On the rest of the lines... It's pretty interesting. I, I think we have accepted at this point that Nathan McKinnon can just play with anyone ever and make them very, very good at hockey. <laughs> uh, I think I might even be able to score a goal if you put me on the ice with him eventually. <laughs> it might That's take a video
1: a while, I would love to see. <laughs> we should try and that'd make be good that footage.
4: happen. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon just skating circles and me falling over. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> <great>. <laughs> <laughs> um, But the rest of it, it's still... It's combinations that are going to keep cycling, and I think ultimately, getting back to the trade deadline talk that you guys talked about, what the Abs are missing is one more top six forward, mm-hmm. that they need a stabilizing force in their lineup so they don't have to cycle through all of these guys, and they have another reliable piece. They have Kadri, who is relatively reliable. His scoring has been a touch up and down, but he's producing at a rate that they want. But both Burakovsky and Donskoy started out extremely hot, and now they've been in a bit of a lull for a while, which isn't totally unexpected, but not something the Avs can continue to afford for the rest of the season.
1: They're both close to breaking their points from last they are. season. They
4: are, and, and they absolutely, absolutely will, but the Avs lineup was set up for them to do that. If mm-hmm. they don't, then... They came up significantly short in their seasons because they're getting more opportunity than they ever have.
3: Can either of those guys be the guy? I mean, is there a hope that, no, they're just going to turn it around
4: and and play their best hockey? Uh, Can Burakovsky, I think, maybe. Uh, He has to
2: shoot the puck more.
4: That's Drew's guy. Yeah.
2: Shoot the puck more, Burra. (laughs) Come on. Play a little hockey out there, Burra. Come on.
4: has one of the best shots on the team, straight up. He can snipe the puck, and he has to use it more, and it has to get going in the net. He, if he can turn that around, if he can push it to a 30-goal pace, which he's not that far off of, yes, he can be that guy. Don Scoy, I don't think so. I, he, he's a, he's a lo- very good player. He,
2: I love him so much. He's so cute. He knows
4: exactly how he needs to play and exactly how getting in deep, grinding out pucks and getting points that way is what he has to do in the top six. That's just he it, can't
2: score like I've yeah, never seen somebody ex- right. with such an obvious inability to do a thing. It's like he it does all the other things, but you could give that man the most <laughs> wide open shot. I mean you, you watched that, a
1: Chushkin earlier this year <laughs> but that seemed
2: like a guy in a funk man I'm like there's a difference between a guy in a funk and a guy who shoots the puck right at the goalie every and, single time. <laughs> the funny thing
4: is he has a career high in goals this year already right but
2: and you're seeing a lot He had of people, a spinning goal, one of my favorites yeah, of the year. And
4: and a lot of people have talked about the Abs have been terrible. a relatively lucky team when it comes it's to PDO, which is it's just a stat that means What does it mean? It it just means luck, But what does PDO it, mean? It doesn't actually stand for anything. Oh, wow. This <laughs> is very hockey right the, here. Yes. <laughs> people who name hockey stats <laughs> are not the best people to name anything ever. Uh, they just make stuff up. Corsi is just shot attempts. Oh, Why, yeah. They I did call see it Corsi. that the other yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's pretty it's, annoying, honestly. Fenwick, shot attempts minus block shot attempts. Sweet. So, yeah. It's It's very confusing. Names are just ridiculous for hockey stats, so just ignore those. But (laughs) The trophies,
2: too. None of them are just like, hey, MVP, Rookie of the Year. It's like Calder and some other guy. The Hart Trophy. Yeah. The
4: Selkie Trophy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We all know Stanley Cup because it's famous, but, like, literally, you can't even just.
4: Baseball has unwritten rules. Hockey writes down people's names. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very specific. Yeah. um, But. With Donskoy, I think he's kind of the poster child of this luck thing because he was very lucky scoring a lot of these goals early in the year, and we've seen that pendulum swing back to now, okay, every shot he is firing it right into the chest of the goalie. How did this guy ever score 14 goals? But I think it's it's pretty confined to a few players like that. The majority of the Avs' offense is sustainable. They're just looking for that one final piece.
1: Now... I know that this conversation probably irks you a little bit, but I do still see people tweeting about there possibly being a goaltender controversy with the Avs. And now that you've had a few games to see both guys, what do you want to say to those people?
4: Um, I'm still, Grubauer's still the man to me. I I don't know how else to put it. I mean, neither goalie has really lost the Avs very many games, so that's great, but. When you see a game like the Islanders game, the Avs lost 1-0. Franzos played very well. The Islanders, they are not a high-octane offense. They're very content to take shots out from the blue line, shots that goaltenders should save 999 out of 1,000 times. So you have to take the quality of opportunities against the goalies into account, and night in and night out, Grubauer is facing significantly tougher opponents And still performing quite well, still holding down that starter position. So it's a win-win really here. If you want to tandem the goalies, you can get both of them rest as long as Frantzos continues to play well. But at the end of the day, when you're going into the playoffs, it's Grubauer for sure.
1: All right. Well, I have seen that conversation still going on a lot for the last three it, weeks. It,
4: it'll never end, and you know. As soon as
1: Franso started playing well, that it just became a yeah, topic of conversation.
4: That conversation will remain unless Franso falls off a cliff. I think, and and that's fine. Unfortunately,
1: him it, falling off a cliff is fine.
4: No, no <laughs> not that. the The fact that he's playing well. Oh, that's yeah, this is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, think oh, me. Um,
1: I didn't think you would pick uh, <laughs> <It's> it up,
4: <laughs> but
1: it—it's like a child. I'm like, that's mine. <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> people so on
1: the podcast are not going to understand <laughs> <that> <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened, but I, that's I, all you yeah. got to yeah, say. I yeah, pretty
4: much. I mean, the ABS are in a very good spot. They're a little over halfway through the season, and they're 11 games above 500 and. Where are they seated at the moment? Second in the Central Division, top 10 team, top 7 team in the league right now, I think. So, okay. they're they're perfectly fine. They should be battling for home ice in the playoffs, essentially.
2: How much time. do you care about seeding beyond that?
4: Oh, it doesn't. I've never cared about seeding, to just be honest. And, and have
2: home ice, get there, play hockey? I,
4: I mean, last year was an extreme outlier for hockey where all the eight seeds just went ham on everyone. But... It
1: was dope to watch.
4: By far, of the big four sports, hockey seating matters the least. Is home ice even that important? I think it is for the Avalanche okay. specifically. Um, but in general, eh, I mean it matters, but uh, not to an excessive amount, I would say. I, they're, I forget the, the name of the research that they did, but they did all the major sports and the home ice advantage, like win percentage and hockey was like the least it mattered the least in hockey and and the avalanche are one of the few denver sports teams that aren't at the top of their league for for it mattering the most so
1: well i've had a few people comment on the periscope saying i need a colorado core yum strawberry sky you know where you could get those (laughs) Total Bev is giving the DNVR fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with with the max discount applying up to $75 using the code DNVR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Total Bev delivers. They have everything you need. They have a great app, and it's just an obvious thing, so don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with a max discount applying to $75. Hey. So satisfying. the service. You guys got just handed beers right just, now. Yeah,
4: shout out super intern guy. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a
2: baller move.
1: <laughs> All right, well, the Broncos are officially in the offseason. They had their closing press conference last week right when we were recording this podcast. So, Zach, I'm going to have you give us a quick little recap of the most important things that you learned from that.
0: Well, Drew Locke is...
1: The guy? Kind of. The guy. <laughs> the guy.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that because, as John Elway said in not a complete sentence, there aren't any other options. So, Why? Why would he wow. say that? Wow. Oh, I have no idea. What a it, there, way There's, to phrase there's it. no reason not to get behind your guy at, at quarterback. And if you don't have any other options, just fake it. <laughs> because you know what? Let, let's say he were to go out and trade for Patrick Mahomes. No one's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. At that end of season press conference, you said Drew Locke was the guy. Now you're trading for the best quarterback in the league right now. We don't like that. No, there's no reason. So I have no idea He's, why he, he said didn't do he. That.
1: Uh, they don't like to show their hand. Uh, yeah. Pretty much everyone knows who their starting quarterback is in the entire league. What do you mean showing your hand? I don't know. Is it Brandon Allen, a possibility? Right, exactly.
0: Are, uh, are the Chiefs afraid to say that Patrick Mahomes is their guy? They don't want to show their hand. <laughs> Maybe they're going yeah. quarterback in the draft. Yeah, you yeah. know, all
1: these top teams have
0: no problem saying, of course he's the guy. You know, John Owen could have had that answer. What do you mean? Yeah, he just went 4-1. and one. He just got the locker room uh, believing again. The fans are energized. Yeah, of course he's the guy. That's what it
4: could be. is this just a Denver sports be. team thing? Because the Abs are notorious about doing things like that. Now, on a night-to-night basis, Benner will be like, oh, I don't know who's going to start a net, and we'll <laughs> see. There's nothing <laughs> lamer than that. Malone does the same thing yeah. where it's like, well, if a player's injured, he won't
3: say it till right before tip-off. And you're like, what's what's the advantage here, guys? You didn't, didn't come off really. If it's yeah. Jokic or Murray, I get it, but... It's Harry Craig. i not going to let you know. It's already Come on.
0: Right. Well, and, and for the, football. The scouting report doesn't change. <laughs> for <laughs> football, if you did that because you really had a quarterback controversy going into a football game on Wednesday, you don't want to announce who the starter is. Keep it a nice little secret. I get that. But no one's fooled right now in January who the quarterback's going to be in September. I
1: mean, even.
0: Would you say it's a lock? Oh, it's most wow. definitely a lock for Drew. Wow. Yeah, Fangio
1: would say that. that you are definitely might as well the first you bad person. Dad right jokes now. need to stop. Oh, um, this is my fault. This now. just <laughs> dad jokes you. need to stop. <laughs> Ali just, just pulled, pulled an out a, like a bloody axe. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> <laughs> um, or anything else like was stand out in the press conference?
0: Just some some little things about players. Justin Simmons is going to be back. The question is how how much what what's he going to cost? Safety just got paid $14 million a year. Justin's looking very similar to that contract. Eddie Jackson's contract for 14.6. Justin's going to be similar to that. John Elway, I mean, speaking of not tipping your hand, he did the complete opposite with Justin Simmons. The safety, not as
1: important of a position.
0: <laughs> Said, yes, we want him back. He's going to be back. So of
1: course, And he deserves a big contract. He deserves to get paid.
0: Yep. yep. He had a great and, season. And uh, more people are going to be back. Every single coach is going mm-hmm. to be back. A little surprising considering the Broncos have had one of the worst special teams units, but they're going to keep it for continuity, and so their whole thing this offseason is stability. And this is the first time since 2014 that the Broncos haven't had a quarterback controversy, well, if, unless they hey, make one knows? this <laughs> offseason, or search, uh, head coach search. How unstable is that? Um. Since 2014, they haven't had that.
1: And you look over That's turning to the Nuggets, answer. and it's that don't st- skip it's, steps, yeah, and it's, it's, it's same with the Avs, yeah. with Jared Bednar and all. It's just it's crazy that they've had such change. Skip all the yeah. steps. Well,
3: first of all, the, the we don't skip steps like sort of uh, the credo is that this is because Denver is a basketball market that can't afford to skip steps. The Broncos kind of can, like they've had a lot of success skipping a lot of steps and building on the fly a championship on the fly. So. Different strokes for different organizations. Well, the
4: abs are a cautionary tale of what can happen if you try to skip some of those steps. Yeah. And thankfully, they've restarted and not skipped the steps that they they did the first time around well the
0: the the broncos have done it both ways with peyton manning they skipped a ton of steps there and it worked to perfection exactly but then uh, what they've tried to do since then is they've tried to skip a lot of steps okay case keenum okay uh brock osweiler i guess because we have no one else and then uh, uh, joe flacco they're trying to skip all these steps and just didn't work right it
1: was that winning mentality that john elway couldn't let go of it's we must win now and when you're going after a super bowl sometimes you do have to break down and restart
0: yep especially if you want to do it for a decade
1: yeah
3: this we don't skip steps by the way i love it because it sounds so morally correct yeah. <laughs> I back, yeah. back yeah. in oh, like 2013 yeah. the heat and the spurs in the series and the spurs had the uh, built not bought thing and it's like dude however you could build a title contender do it <laughs> like right now the clippers have a driven not given campaign going on and it's just like wow
4: Guys, stop! I just Anything love that it's catchy. a successful thing. It's not like yeah. a trust the process kind yeah. of okay, thing. You're yeah. like, yeah. oh god! Hey yeah, yeah. man, the yeah. Yeah. was great. Only
3: one team has really trusted the process. That's the Denver Nuggets, <laughs> the number two seeded Denver Nuggets. Yep.
1: I'm gonna have you touch a little bit, a little bit, because I know you can do go it on metaphorically for hours about <laughs> the ownership and Joe Ellis, his mm. comments he made about Brittany Bowlin <laughs> yep, during yep. that press conference, just for fans who kind of listened to the Broncos, but may have seen a bunch of those comments and want some clarification. And
0: really over this past week, probably the biggest sports story in Denver. I mean, certainly with the Broncos, although a lot of people don't want to talk about it because it deals with ownership. And the the thing with ownership is typically people take a very long look out with this and say, ah, it's not, something's not going to happen for five, 10 years, especially with Brittany joining the organization, grooming her. But one thing Joe Ellis said last week was no, This is going to be resolved much sooner than people ever thought. He said that the entire Boland family, all the siblings, need to get behind Brittany and sign off on this and stop all the fighting. That means the lawsuits that are going on in court, those need to stop or he's going to sell the team. And and that's the first time that he, I don't want to say threatened selling the team, but really said, I'm not afraid to do this. And that's a very clear message because it's it's this year. Th- th- this lawsuit starts in September.
3: I think he is afraid to sell the team, and I don't think it's going to be fast, so I can see two lies in that. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, when you think of the family, so though,
1: <laughs> when you think of the family, like... W- why would they want to get behind Brittany Bolin when they can be making how much money if the team sells? Well, that, that, what that, is it? Six million? That's or, no, it's way more than that.
0: If they sell the team, yeah. it'd be about three billion dollars. Three billion? So that'd be about four hundred. Divided
1: by seven. Four
0: hundred million dollars, uh, a child, and after taxes, ten. Sorry, oh, feel sure. bad for them. They oh. probably lose like two hundred million dollars. No, only two hundred million. million. Yeah, oh no way. There's plenty Brutal. of ways to defer those taxes. <laughs> 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 you're, you're right. <laughs> I mean.
4: They're suing the pants off each other. I think they're doing okay for money. I mean, <laughs> of
1: course, but why Why would they want to get another behind
0: 400 million, one of the siblings? siblings? Uh, no, I mean, you're right. You could – I don't know how much they would get in, in, in profit from the team each year, but let's say it's a million dollars. Each kid gets a million dollars per year. You can have a million dollars per year until you die, or you can have $200 million right now. You know, just you, saying, you, you, I've
3: seen secession. It doesn't always go as smoothly as <laughs> as people think. Right.
0: Think and then, probably. and
1: then there's also two sets of kids. So like, right. why would the other set want to get behind? Right. There's just it's just so messy that I don't yeah. think it's going to be resolved as easy as Joe Ellis is hoping.
0: Well, he he has the power, has the power. To, to to just say, you know what, this isn't what Pat wants, and, and he made it clear that this isn't what Pat wants, and he's going. I mean, Joe Ellis is a friend to Pat. And you you want someone that, that's going to be a friend just like he is to Pat because he's going to do exactly what he thinks Pat wants. Mm-hmm. And he said last week that Pat wouldn't have wanted this. So it is interesting because I've I've always thought, Adam, that it was going to be 10 years down the line, that it was going to be the long game. And the, not just Joe Ellis. The Broncos want to make a point that, no, Joe's very serious about this. Now, whether it's just a message to, to, to try to threaten the kids to, to get behind and see if they'll act on that. Uh, who knows we'll we'll find out but it was the first time that he's ever come out and said that
1: i'm all for brittany bullen well, just going to let that us uh, they don't have to negotiate
4: with comcast so they're a step <laughs> ahead, <of laughs> altitude at least <laughs> oh, oh.
2: Don't who who would have thought that Dick Monfort would have been like one of the more stable just like <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like no controversy. just building a really nice facility right across from Coors Field. It looks like it's going to be awesome. Like He's good. He's Let's fine. move
1: to that, Drew. No. You came into the office very <laughs> sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. So I'm going to let you vent for a little.
2: Really? Yeah. I'm sad, though. <laughs> this sad rant is brought to you by Colorado Core. <laughs> um i'm really very concerned about the state of my sport today this uh, today is a day i've been fearing since the news broke about the houston astros cheating scandal which was a thought everybody had at the time which was surely they're not the only ones but then that scandal was so elaborate and so well conceived and executed that i thought Okay, they might actually be the only ones. Like, that's way overboard. And we're all waiting for news on what's going to happen, assuming it's going to be very serious. And news breaks today that now the Boston Red Sox, who've also won the World Series in the last couple of years, they do skip steps. They skipped a couple of steps, it they looks a like. Of steps. Uh, they are also accused of some electronic sign stealing and i I now worry and am relatively certain that this is a an epidemic in the game of baseball um adam I, th- I think you asked me earlier, you know, is everybody doing this and and my answer was that it's probably that most people are doing some version of this, and I equated it to the steroid scandal and i think it's similar no not everyone is cheating and i think we have to be very very careful not to arrive at the conclusion that everyone is probably cheating but this is really really bad it undercuts the fundamental integrity of the game it's one thing to Stand at second base and use your human eye and and educated guesses to try to get the strategy that's that in every sport, people there's a certain amount of understanded cheating that happens. If you know what pitch is coming, that's it. We're not playing baseball anymore.
1: Uh, Ryan equated it to the defense knowing exactly what the offense is going to do.
2: Like, exactly. Like the game
1: completely changes. It's so easy.
2: If you've got the other team's playbook, what are we doing? And this is going to seem like a weird introductory phrase to my next sentence, but as a fan of professional wrestling.
3: <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, that was a, weird, that was a great transition.
2: Um. Oh, I don't want to be Every time, it time I mention that I am a fan of professional wrestling, somebody somewhere goes, Don't you know it's fake? And first of all, yes, everybody knows it's fake. It's My real. My brothers to didn't me. know
1: for a very long time.
2: Right. But now we're all good. It's 2020. <laughs> we're fine. We have the internet. But.
3: That's, the, that's how you know? <laughs> you didn't before the internet. It was no, like, before I, I the can't internet. tell if this is, there's integrity here. <laughs> Some people, it took the them
2: internet. that long, okay. but I guess. Um, I don't even uh, Anyway. <laughs> but when it is suggested that professional sports are just entertainment and whatever, we shouldn't really care that much. People like me shouldn't make a big deal about the integrity of the game. Because at the end of the day, wasn't the steroid era more entertaining? Because guys were hitting all those home runs. And do we really care? Just, all right, fine. Well, whoever can figure out how to cheat the best, then they can win. It's just another form of competition, man. No, it's not. Rigging the game is not another form of competition. So, you know, while I do like professional wrestling where the outcome is predetermined, it's understood going in that that's the case. Sports are supposed to be different from that. You don't get Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier 20 years before you know society if sports aren't fair. It has to be a competition of skill of the people on the field and not somebody at a computer somewhere else in a room hacking the system. And I, I just – this is a real – This might be worse than the steroid scandal.
3: Baseball, born in scandal though. It just i don't (laughs) mean this as like a a knock, but I mean we could go back to the Black Sox. All the best movies. All the
2: best movies are about (laughs) the sports scandal. Sixty-one. You've
3: gone from the mob fixing it to now, like every team has their own little NSA.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's right. There are certain lines you don't cross. Again, it's like you know in all of our sports. One of the things you understand, right? Like. Working the referee and flopping around like James Harden, as annoying as it is, oh. is not over. It's not crossing the line of paying the referee, right. yeah, to give you calls. That you've crossed a line there. This is crossed that line.
0: So, Drew, you're going to hate this. Yes. But why not just open it all up and every team can do it?
2: Because then, I mean, you could do that, but I mean, it, it fundamentally changes the game. Like you can't pitch that way.
0: But is that is that the future? Because if you haven't been able to stop teams in the past because the, the technology is just so forward-thinking like that, are you going to be able to stop every team? Or are, or are there still going to be the one or two teams? And when those one or two teams do it, then they're the ones that are winning.
2: I think there are a couple of ways to stop it, but I think the best Telepathic way— Telepathic signs. I,
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> there we oh, go. it's coming, yeah. I mean,
2: I, I think Major League Baseball would have to commit to monitoring it um, but I think the best way to stop it is to come down really hard with penalties. To say if you are caught doing this, you don't just lose money and draft picks. Like, and and I don't know what it's going to be. Major League Baseball came out today, interesting timing, and said it's going to a couple of weeks, and we'll hear about what's going on with the Astros. Which for me is we we got a season coming up. I'm going down to Scottsdale February 22nd. Teams are trying to figure out how to build right now, and we don't know if a team that was in the World Series last year is going to look the same. Do they get to keep all of their best players and just keep rolling and, and be this dominant team, despite the fact that they may have cheated to win a World Series and then get back to another one?
0: So give, give me an idea of what a, a, a very severe penalty could look like.
2: I mean, I think the GM should be banned for life from the game of baseball i think aj hint should be banned from baseball for life and i think um probably most of the managers and coaches and scouts who were involved same thing
4: wow i mean some of the stuff that came out when they brought in a bunch of those guys was like the one of the first emails they sent out was like Hey, we're looking into cheating and we'd like to know how to cheat better.
2: Right. And it's <laughs> like,
4: oh man, right. this is not good. Eric
1: yep. wrote on the periscope, can we get can't we get my idea of the pitcher's hat similar to the QB helmet with the earpiece?
2: We could. There there are a, look, there are a, a lot of ways to try to go around the problem to solve it, but you have to punish people for cheat. there's always going to be a way to cheat the system you have to make it clear that if people do bad things are going to happen really bad things happen to you because yeah there's there's always going to be a way to try to use the technology and that is the cutoff line you can't use technology to steal signs if you're using your own eyeballs and you're signaling stuff into the dugout and you're getting cool and weird and creative with it fine but um yeah i, I think that's the only way to go you 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 could try to invent all of these other systems to mask it, but someone will hack into an earpiece or someone, you know, and, and so whatever you do to break the system of sign stealings through technology, very serious. I mean, there, I would even consider voiding uh, some of these players who were super involved in it. I'd void some contracts Yeah. and, they- and like why do they get to keep making that money and playing for that franchise? Why do they get to remain a team?
0: I mean, I, I I love your ideas. I think that those are the very severe consequences that I think would, would make teams think about it. Because then you're dealing with, you know, that GM is saying, well, shoot, I'm not going to be able to make a couple million bucks each year right. if I do cheat. And the, and the manager's thinking the same thing. Right. I yeah, just I mean, don't think they're going
2: to take them that. Your very, approach is, if it happened on your watch, see you later. Like, you're done. Yeah. 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 That's, n- I mean. I I think Sounds pretty
3: logical It'd be great if that could happen
2: The GM and the manager Should be banned from baseball for life And they probably won't be Uh, They should at least be suspended For a number of years Uh, That's what I suspect will happen A.J. Hinch Years? Yeah Mm. Suspended for years And really hefty fines But not that I mean Compared to normal people It'll sound like a big number Right Five million dollars or something Right Um
3: What do you think will happen?
2: That. that I mean, it, it's going it, to – and probably even let maybe a year or two suspension mm. for the GM, for the manager. Uh, some of the scouts, like the lower-level people, will take the worst of it. They'll of be the people yeah, that get course. banned for yeah. life yeah. or whatever. Some right. guy right. just trying to make it. Entry yeah. Level yeah. Like, I got an email one day from right. AJ that was like, do this. And I was like, all right, guys. Yeah. We're yeah. Somebody <laughs> find me someone who can bang on a drum.
5: you got to cross through the sewer well. Yeah. And come up right. and like –
2: this is how I get ahead. <laughs> the guy banging on the drum. He's going to get the brunt of it. It's, it's like, so we really? are banging
1: on the drums in basketball now. Yeah, now we've got They're Very them, different. Yeah. Very, different.
4: Yeah. very, very different. Very, <laughs> very. What, what can teams do to prevent this from, like, a technology standpoint? Because, as Eric said, <clears throat> excuse me, with the with the football helmets, there are lots of stories about a couple of buildings you go into, and, oh, it's the fourth quarter, and wouldn't you know it, their radios magically stop working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it seems like every team, when it comes to technology, always has an in or some kind of backhanded move to to make things not a level playing field.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know other than... I don't know how you'd monitor them watching a video feed from center field because the system worked so well for like... 145 years. <laughs> so it's like devising a new one that works. The sequencing is too fast for the human eyeball to figure it out. If you're doing it you're you're taking an educated guess. You're you're there's a little bit of risk if you're stealing signs the traditional way. This way you can an algorithm can run it within two or three times of them throwing down the signs, you can have it figured out. And I don't know how you you, know, you got to monitor the computers of all the people in the front offices of all 30 teams and make sure that I, I have no idea. I'm probably not tech savvy enough to develop that solution to this problem. But
0: I mean, you need the, like a
2: third party for every stadium running that just kind of EMP technology. Right. Field. Got it. Roger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like we just it's brutal, man. Just throwing down a sequence of hand signals used to be one of the most beautiful things in the world. And now it makes me sad.
1: Well, I want to make you <laughs> happy, so we're gonna move on from this topic. We don't like to see Drew sad. Do you need another Colorado core?
2: A guy got me one, oh, this is, so another? I'm on my second Colorado core, <laughs> which Not I needed. Two yet. I'm just sad. This is a very sad day for the game of baseball, and I think there are people out there who don't think it's a big deal. Like if they don't follow it very clearly like I don't understand why is this bigger than. Any other, you know, why is this bigger than Spygate in the NFL? And it is. It's bigger than that. Like, this is bad. And the more widespread it gets, and it's going to, it's going to get worse. This is going to get worse before it gets better.
3: What pitch you throw is, like, an enormous part of baseball. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's hard it, to if,
4: It's just, like, the <laughs> fundamental
2: <laughs> thing. It's the thing you have to know.
4: If the batter knows what pitch is coming, you might as well be seven years old playing machine pitch again. Like, no. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you literally might as well put a pitching machine out there. To go back to answering Zach's question from a while ago, why not let everybody do it? Right. F- functionally, it would be the same. Like if a guy knows curve's coming, he, he's fine. Like a major league hitter. Like it doesn't. You put a pitching machine out there.
3: I've got a solution. Oh, the catcher and the pitcher each have a bu- a, a remote control, yeah. and that's how you send the signal. So it's like yeah. you hit one,
4: all right? That's a curve inside. Yeah. So like, oh, <laughs> okay. so like the
3: pitcher's at the mound, and he's not looking at the vet. he's looking at his little remote, and he goes, "Okay."
4: Got now it. the pitcher's got like diodes all over his body, and his <laughs> left thigh is fastball. Okay. Inside. The catcher's yeah. zapping him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, we're talking about a league where guys can figure out the difference between a fastball and a curveball based on whether or not your arm is more perpendicular to your body up here or it's a little bit more out to the side down here. And if they pick up on that, they'll hit a home run against you. <laughs> like it's yeah. So if, if, if you know for sure... Yeah, I'm with you. Let's get the remotes on. I like the telepath idea. Can we just set up something so that the pitcher and catcher that can communicate? That is proprietary, and I will sue you if anyone. <laughs> <knows>. <laughs> <laughs>
5: All
1: right, Drew. We'll, we'll have you keep us updated on what's going on because this is definitely big for that sport. So, um, I, you may not be happy about it. We'll, we'll talk about it if you want to keep us updated yeah. on it, but. As you may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. I would say very important. Mm. Um, Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply just have to take care of your teeth to get a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group. Check them out today online or call them 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. Um, Before we get to who won the week got someone asking, we're going to do this real quick. I wasn't talking on the mic, I apologize. Uh, I knew it. The second I did it, I was <laughs> like, ah, like, uh, uh, we're going to do this real quick. Someone said, buying a Nuggets, Abs, Rockies, and Broncos jersey. Holler. Congrats to you for the money. Yes. Wow. Um, who's <laughs> the safest player to get for each? Ruto? Uh
4: Buy a half Abs, half-Rockies, Walker jersey. No. Oh, That's so good. New Baller. answer. Uh, new, no. <laughs> McKinnon. Okay. Uh,
0: Safest. Safest would be Phil. Yeah. But I go Drew Locke. Yeah.
1: Going Drew Locke.
3: Not easily Jokic.
1: And Drew?
3: I
2: can't even do this. <laughs> yeah, oh. Drew, so this is
1: not Nolan Arenado.
2: You've got stances that if you don't stick by them, oh. now buy, buy a Nolan Arenado jersey. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. He's the greatest third baseman of all time. It's fine. <laughs> those um, are that's a
3: great collection of jerseys. That's some good. Jer- yeah, so
1: those really are great jerseys. jerseys. Really um, good. So then we got uh, AJ Hayflay chiming with, chiming in with Triple Double Man is the worst superhero ever. <laughs> Um, mayonnaise Chicken chiming in saying ping pong tables are the real galvanizing force in sports.
2: That's mm. true.
1: Um, then we said, if all four of our panel personal were on pros versus Joes for their respective sports, who does the best? What's pros versus Joes? We all have to play, so
3: we'd have you to play. all play hockey, baseball, football, oh and basketball.
0: Boy.
3: You play I'm mur- all of them? I'm, mur- I'm murdering the basketball portion. Yeah, I'd, I'd do best at baseball. i yeah, I yeah. Can play a little Baseball. Yeah, I don't know if I can skate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. So you, you might win by default. <laughs> are we talking?
0: Are we talking NFL football? Like we're just thrown in with 21 I don't, other I don't, guys.
1: Oh, oh or that's against pros each other. First, yeah. Joes.
3: I wouldn't oh. step on a football field, so I would lose that competition. I would say
1: I, I <laughs> go you across know. the middle, Adam, we're throwing it up
3: high. <laughs> <laughs> I played a little
1: powder puff, and I did a very great job at running back because of my size kind of like Phil, so I, I would say running
5: back. There
3: you go. Yeah.
1: I sucked at basketball.
4: I have a dancer's defense grace. that was very great. <laughs> I have a grace. Shooting, not so much. Before all of these strawberry guys, I used to be a decent jump ball player. But <laughs> these days, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I used to be decent at football, basketball, and baseball, but I would be terrible at all of them now because
1: especially against pro base, when pro players. Yeah, yeah.
2: Boy. right.
0: Unless, what if you knew what pitch was coming? Ooh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Save- oh. By now we you like still it a little more, <laughs> right? Now that I think still about it, give it, me an, an aluminum bat. All right, then, then we a got bunting. God, then we got <laughs> Rudo
1: on brand from Eric. Then mayonnaise chicken, which we did find out is great. Super <laughs> intern <turned> guy. <laughs> mayonnaise
2: chicken. That is out his him name. like that. He oh. said
1: 5:38 did that research on home field advantage. Oh, okay. Then we got Mark Sanchez was definitely a win-now move. Agreed with that. And then... Mark S- Sanchez. Oh, Brandon vote chiming in. Who is their best at taking care of the te- their teeth? Who has a nice smile? Nicest smile, he believes, is Zach Stevens.
2: Oh, That is a good smile.
1: Brandon, are you saying... Uh, uh, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, are you saying you're a natural running back or I'm a natural running back? Got to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so let's I think go he's saying
3: he's a natural running Brandon back. Is not a running back. But I don't think Brandon, Brandon. Oh, I'll bet you he is. I bet Brandon's a running yeah. back. Yeah, size slip in between. And yeah, between yeah it's size is very sweet. great. It <laughs> yeah.
1: makes it. It makes it a little easier. All right.
5: Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up a creek? Let's see. Who was the weak?
1: Are you happy I let it go?
3: Very happy you let it go.
1: I normally stop it with two seconds left, and I've been getting yelled at uh, for doing that. (laughs) All right, last week we had MPJ because he had his breakout game and is the future. Then we had Broncos because their future is the brightest since it's been since Peyton F. Manning. Uh, Then Mm -hmm. C. Scott Oberg for getting a new contract with the Rockies, Uh, and we didn't have a D because AJ (laughs) voted Avs did not win the week because they aren't closing games.
3: MPJ didn't win, huh?
1: Yeah, okay. Really? Oh, wait a, read my script.
5: <laughs>
3: I thought you just said that's what you just said the
1: winners oh. I just was naming.
5: Oh.
3: <laughs> the Drama. Broncos
1: won the week with fifty two percent. Me? MPJ got you know Well you they were know.
3: seven and nine, so I mean we do Boom. we do have to hope is back.
1: You guys <laughs> the Nuggets have really been competing. It's gonna be your time soon. You've really <laughs> been competing. MPJ got forty three percent. Which
3: team is the Best currently in Denver sports. All
1: right. You'll get your oh, chance okay. for who no, won I the just, week. Uh, <laughs> this more you'll retro, get your chance you know, for who won back, the week. That's fine. You'll have another that's chance terrible. this week. Boo Quite the of committee guy. of vote. Boo <laughs> voters.
2: Anyway, <laughs> Scott job.
1: Oberg for getting a new contract got 5%.
2: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Great move. <laughs> Come over. on. So underrated. <laughs> so underrated.
1: Um, okay. So you won the week. You didn't. Andre you did. Yeah. Oh, I'll take so, off. by the way, <laughs> Thanks, I, I and fill in Fillin like in Fillin
3: mode have won more weeks than the entire Nuggets. Beat, <laughs> so, so <laughs> that's brutal.
2: shouts, guys, shouts. Uh, and I've I've tied the Rockies. So, how many wow. seconds do we get? Broncos. Thirty.
3: Let's go to forty. Why? Because I need forty.
1: <laughs> Are you? You already know? Did you time this before coming?
0: Here? I have a whole. S- no, I, no, I didn't <laughs> time it,
1: but I can just tell. So you
0: don't want forty-seven. Ooh, you can have oh. 10 of mine. I only need
5: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: <of mine. laughs> good. That's so
0: good. All you right, before
1: we start Andre, you get 30 seconds to talk about what you would pl- what you want. Whatever you oh, want. Oh, well, um did not see going. this
4: coming. So I'm honored. Uh, what I want to talk about is this great group of people that I work with, Aww. you know, our sales are over, but it's still never been a better time to subscribe to DNVR. Uh, the video content we've started doing is amazing. Having more film breakdowns with Adam and Ruto here has been just, I mean, I'm a, a pig in uh, mud, let's say, to clean it up with all that
2: great content. Well, and you still know. get a free wow. T-shirt. Time, time. Okay, well. <laughs> that, with Enough that one, nice we're done. done yeah. Time. <laughs> I don't know what farm animals happen. That got weird. Hey, Drew, i do, toss me that hat.
1: I do want to <laughs> agree. Oh. oh, what is, go- what is going on? Prop for later. Oh, okay. (laughs) Ruto is wearing a hat. So
3: I take my hat off (laughs) to the Denver (laughs) Nuggets. (laughs) I do
1: want to give a shout-out to two of my new favorite series that we're doing at DNVR, and it is The List and The Tape. And as someone who grew up mainly watching football, I feel like I'm learning so much more from watching those and just learning more about the game and even uh, our series throughout the series with Matt throughout the season with Matt McChesney. We just really give fans a chance to learn the intricacies of the game in a different way, and it's so awesome. But, okay, that was my little spiel. I can't
3: reply, I agree, strong agree. (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh, Who is Pig and why is there mud? Brendan, vote. Um right. <laughs> don't Andre ever Andre's he's been
0: banned from commenting
3: <laughs> on Andre's that. dismissive faces are the best man. <laughs> oh I know. We need to like sneak videos of him
4: doing Also, shout out to <laughs> Ally for overrunning my 40 bit and not mentioning the film room's i write like oh. how disrespectful. Oh. I mean wow. truly. Did him dirty. This no. is my last no, podcast I with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. Everything <laughs> no. I said was anybody a liar. Kale, I remember.
3: want want Think Kale. I want guys, uh, anybody else. No, I don't think so. No. I
1: think we got them all. Drew. I started with, this head, with this I started with the fact that I grew up watching more football then hockey and basketball, so I'm learning from them. She already understands
2: your stuff, man. (laughs) (laughs) She gets it. And to
3: be honest, she could do a little better. (laughs) Um, That might be true.
1: All right, well, with that, let's go. Zach, you get to start. Why did the Broncos win the week?
0: The people that want Tom Brady to Denver. won the week well, because, I, 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 we're just, because no, Tom Brady's no, out of the no, playoffs no, now. No, he no, says he. No.
5: <laughs> I object.
1: This oh, is not are.
0: allowed to be a topic <laughs> of who won the what? week.
2: It has to be. What just
1: happened? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, I have an ax. Who are these people? What are their names?
1: <laughs> All right, I'll let and you elaborate, but I'm angry about it.
2: I just right. got my I got
0: my extra 17 yep. seconds. Tom Brady to Denver won the week because Tom Brady's out of the playoffs. He says he's not retiring, likely not playing with New England. And on top of that, you have John Elway give a statement about Drew Locke that isn't even a real sentence in terms of backing him for the future. Boy, it all makes sense. And you add in the fact that Tom that, that John Elway wanted Drew Locke to sit for a couple years. Well, who only has a couple years left, Tom Brady?
1: All right. That take brought the Whole
0: we, that. Yeah, we have a live
1: audience here now. We've got Brendan Vote who was commenting, and Ryan Konigsberg who is just shaking his head. He
3: burst through the door, <laughs> ready to like
0: just shut this thing down.
1: Cut the feed. Well, I ha- grabbed my axe. <laughs> Cut I mean, on, on honestly, Cut I'm, just, I'm just trying
0: to help Adam have the next week, you know, dude. because I know that'll get no votes. That was <laughs> maybe the
2: worst argument in the history of who won the week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ryan, would you like to join in for a comment? Do you have <laughs> no?
2: Oh.
0: He's just very disappointed oh. very
2: disappointed in you. Okay. Tom Brady to Denver. <laughs> Imagine. <All right.
1: laughs> Ruto, why did the Avs win the week?
4: Uh, the Avs won the week because Miko Rantanen scored a hat trick, and he's back to being the big moose. Perkele Miko. Nice. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there you go. The hat trick is a hat trick. Yeah. hat
1: trick. Yeah.
2: Also, yeah. shout out to the person <laughs> the
1: who uh, threw Should've a DNVR hat on the ice in New Jersey. That was dope. Yeah.
2: Mm. Only the wings do that. Yes. Oh, okay. Do we know who do that what? was yet? Shout us out, by the way, if you're the person that threw the hat. Do we know? Yeah.
1: Do we know who
2: did that? I don't think
4: we do. We could barely even find a picture of the yeah. hat. Yeah. So we might have made it. Up. We're
2: 30% <laughs> sure someone threw it. Yeah, well, I, that, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that exactly. went around in
1: our group. I thought it was a guarantee. It was not a guarantee.
4: I, 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 p- I posted the picture of him as like this might be our hat. I'm yeah. Sure. I z- <laughs> I zoomed in. I'm almost certain it's not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to rain anyway. on people's parades. On Slack. (laughs) i'm just saying man
1: all right adam why do the nuggets win the week
3: i'd love to give it to the nuggets because they did have a very good week winning a couple big games i'd love to give it to michael porter jr who scored 24
1: 25 i know where you're going with this
3: but i have to give it to the joker not only did he drop a career high 47 a career high 16 free throw attempts which is important to the growth of his game and not only did joaquin phoenix win the golden globe for portraying the Joker in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <But> just, what? <laughs> you lost a lot <laughs> of people. But it's the Joker. The Joker has been dominant for the last 10 games. 25, 10, and 8.
5: Time.
4: He's, he's incredible. Did anyone Time. see that like, deep fake of Jokic's face with Joker makeup on it on top of Joaquin oh, Phoenix? Gosh. Like, It no. was the most terrifying thing I've
2: ever Why seen not? in my life.
1: Um. All right, Drew. Who are you? I'm just going to say go.
2: I got nothing. What are you talking about? Well, actually, I was going to take some version of the Nuggets, but I don't want to split the vote. See, the problem is if I take a Nugget, I was going to take MPJ if you didn't take him. But I don't want to split the vote for the Nuggets because they're never going to win the week if I do this to you. Do you want to take Tom Brady also? (laughs) (laughs) I will
4: also take Tom Brady.
1: (laughs) Do you want to give a better Broncos one?
4: Maybe take not Tom
2: Brady.
1: (laughs) Do you want to give a better Broncos one? I'll give you your time over again. Go
2: yeah okay the broncos won the week because they had an end of season event in which they only said one stupid thing (laughs) and the rest of it as zach actually articulated earlier i think this is the big deal the broncos finally go into an off season unless they do something stupid with tom brady where there's some stability they're bringing back their coaches they know who their quarterback is and you know what Everyone is excited about it. All the fans, everybody in that locker room is excited about it. So it was nice to have an end-of-season event with all of the media, where other than the one thing, time, in for five good. seconds. By that was <laughs> good, Drew. That
0: was good, Drew. <laughs>
2: that was distracting. Uh, the Broncos <laughs> win the week because they're the Broncos <laughs> and they exist. And people like football and they spend a lot of money on it.
0: That's why I'm just man. If Tom Brady to Denver wins the week. <laughs> They're That'll not just uh, send you guys. They're not. I don't think that one. That it's w- not that's not like you found you. the one Broncos. Topic <laughs> You're that gonna won't get win very
1: ratio, Zach. I feel like Zach likes that though. I feel yeah, like you, go for you like go the for the ratio. Yep.
4: Yep. <laughs> Embrace the hate. Um, Embrace. This this uh, Serbia versus Finland is what this
2: one is coming Ooh. down to.
4: Ooh.
1: Miko <laughs> versus Jokic. Oh yeah. I think Let's see who
3: it be an interesting <laughs> battle.
2: <laughs> Poor MPJ, man.
3: I know. It actually that's sucks terrible. because he had an incredible week. It just was cut in half. It was half last week, half this week. It was incredible, though.
2: Harrison Wind wrote a fantastic story about the longstanding relationship between MPJ and Trey Young. Harrison Wind won the week.
3: Actually, that's a great take. Harrison has been, Harrison has been on fire.
1: Um, someone wants to know how many beers you've had, Zach.
0: Oh, boy. I haven't even crushed
2: this like week. A, like a quarter of that <laughs> no, one.
1: one. <laughs> um All right, well, that's all we've got for you guys this week. It was a long one, but thanks for tuning in. Be sure to leave us your questions on our podcast post and make sure to vote for who won the week, and we'll see you guys next week.
4: Go Nuggets.